0: So today's daf is daf ches, and we got quite down on the yomit already. So we're up to the words, neima hani ke Okay, we are, it's the first word on the line, I would say approximately 14 lines down on the daf. Right, first word on the line, neima hani ke Let's say this machoikas is like a different machoikas tanom. So let's quickly get our heads back in the game. The focus of our sugya was and will be whether tumah hutra sibur or dechuya betzibur. Right? Remember that beloved machlokas, right? The the machlokas that we had when we say that a communal offering is permitted to be done in a state of tumah. Does that mean it should be done? There's no problem whatsoever, or? Is it dechuya betzibur, which means it's permitted to be done, but if you have another path of doing it bit tahara, you should do that. Okay, that's the difference between between hutra or dechuya betzibur. Because we had a machlokas about whether tuma is hutra or dechuya, we got into a discussion concerning the tzitz. Remember that we had that machlokas concerning the tzitz yesterday whether you need the tzitz in existence for the tzitz to be meratzeh, or whether the tzitz has to actually be on the Kohen's forehead. Ultimately, we're going to shift back now to the original machlokas as to whether tumah hutra b'tzibor or Bit b'tzibor. And we're going to keep focusing on this topic, okay? When somebody or something is tame, is it absolutely permitted to continue the avaida? in a state of impurity for, for the community? Or, ideally, we should try to find another path. See, so here we go. Says the Gemara. Maybe we should say that the machlekas about Tumah, Hotra, Betzibor, Dechuyi, Betzibor is similar to a different machlekas Tanoyim. How so? Because we learned in a Brisa. Here we go. ze. Both the Kohen Gadol, who separates himself before Yom Kippur, and the Kohen who's involved with the Paraduma, who separates himself for seven days prior to the to the avoda of the Paraduma, Mazin Allah of Listen closely. Okay? Listen closely. During the seven days of separation of the Kohen G-d before Yom Kippur and the Kohen of the Paraduma, we sprinkle them every day. Mikol Chatais From any ashes. Of purity to purify them that is in the Beis HaMikdash. Meaning, just in case one of them, the Kohen Goldob Kippur, or the Kohen of the Paraduma, are Tomei Mace, we're going to sprinkle ashes on them all seven days. Divrei Rebbe Meir, this is the opinion of Rebbe Meir. Now listen closely, this is very interesting. The halacha is if somebody's Tomei Mace, you never need to sprinkle on them all seven days from the ashes of the paradum. You certainly do not need to sprinkle on them all seven days. There's nothing to talk about. So why are we sprinkling them all seven days? Out of a major suffolk. Out of a major suffix, right? Just in case, he became tame previously one of the random days within the past week. And this is day, day one might be day seven or day two might be day seven. We're like completely covering all grounds okay? We're completely covering ourselves, but why would you completely cover yourself from all sorts of doubts like we're extra machmir? If Tumah hutra Bitsibor, one second, think about this. If it would be no problem for the Kohen Gadol B'thor Yom Kippur, who's working for the community, or the Kohen of the Paraduma who's working for the community to do with Tumah, you're going to go so far as to keep being machmir on a Khumra on a chumra on a chumra. No, tomahotcher b'tzibor. Why are you machimashugah? Why are you driving yourself crazy? That's how we can already see how this discussion between how, you, how we sprinkle them is going to be connected to the machlokas of whether tomahotcher b'tzibor or dechuya b'tzibor. Rabbi Yaisi, Rabbi Yaisi says, no, you don't need to sprinkle them all seven days. Ein mazalav elashlishi ashlishi u we only sprinkle on them on day three and day seven. We'll see why. Rabbi Hanina Saganah Kehanim, Mama, Rabbi Hanina Saganah Kehanim has a third uh, opinion in this machlaikas. Says Rabbi Hanina Saganah Kehanim, you don't need to sprinkle all seven days, and you don't need to sprinkle on day three and day seven. Rather, it depends. Koei Nasorei Fesapora, by the kohen who brings the paraduma. Duma, then mazin alav kol shiva. I agree. Sprinkle on him all seven days. However, kohen gadol bi yom kippurim ein mazin alav ella ushvi. It depends. I agree with Rabbi Meir that you sprinkle all seven days by the paraduma, and I agree with Rabbi Yaisi that you sprinkle on day three and day seven when it comes to the kohen gadol before yom kippur. My love Why don't we say that the machlaykas, this three-way machikas as to when we sprinkle, is the following machlaikas, or a mayor who says you sprinkle all seven days because we're concerned you might be tame, Savar, Tumma he Hibitsibor. It's because he holds that is dihuya, which means ideally you should not do it in the state of tumma. And therefore it's kedai, it's worthwhile to keep being machmir. Rabbi Yaisi Savar, and Rabbi Yaisi, who says only day three and day seven, will be more lenient because Savar, he'll say, Tumma heterhi betsibur. Tumma is permitted with betsibur. All right? So this is, this is the whole point of the Amud so far from the, our conversation of today. Okay? Again, we had a machlaikas previously. Tuma is it Hutra betsibur? No problem. He's looking on behalf of the community. It's Mamish Mutter. There's no need to find a different path. Do it betsibur. Or is it tehuya? Which means, you're allowed to, but if you can find Tara, go do it that way. That was the machlaikas. Says the Gemara, maybe the machlaikas of how often you sprinkle is going to be dependent on the machlaikas of putra and tehuya. Because if you're going to be so machmir to say, sprinkle all seven days, it must be you, you we must, very much, we do not want any tumah here. So he must hold, Reb must hold tumah tehuya v'tzim. And the one who's leaning says, day three is heaven will hold Luther. So, hey, don't have, you know, don't have to do more than day three and day seven. Okay? Fine. And by the way, we're going to explain why day three and day seven. We'll, get, we'll, we'll explain why those particular days soon. Says the Gemara. No. The two disputes have nothing to do with each other. Is it logical? If Ibbiyyah see holds that tumah bit there's no problem. And that's why you sprinkle on day three and day seven. I haven't got a question. Hazza klaal Why are you sprinkling him at all? He's not Tommy He never had COVID. He wasn't exposed to COVID. What are you going sending him for a test for? Right? Why do you got to go ahead and, and start sprinkling on him on day three and day seven? Ella, alma, hani Rather, everybody must hold tumo dechuyi And here's the machlekes. Remeyer says, mitzvah. Remeir says, We hold tefillah b'smana is a mitzvah, okay, and therefore, we want to make sure that there's nothing that's going to get in the way of him going to the mikveh, why? Not because of Yom Kippur, but because of tummah, but because of impurity, okay, the halacha is that after the seven days of impurity, the one whose tummah goes to the mikvah. okay, and we know you sprinkle on day seven. You go to the mikveh day seven. So every day you sprinkle, you go to the mikveh. And he says, no, no such thing. We don't say tefillah mitzvah. And memela, since, there's no, um, since uh, there's no mitzvah to sprinkle him, there's also, uh, uh, um, since no mitzvah to sprinkle him every day, there's also no chiyuv to, um, I'm sorry, I said that backwards. Yeah, since there's no mitzvah to sprinkle the water on of the ashes of the paraduma on a regular Tomei person, okay, besides for day three and day seven, Memela will do the same thing over here. Day three and day seven. I, ah, it's going to come out that when he goes to the mikvah, it might be a different day seven than when he actually became Tomei. Big deal. So maybe Taka, his day seven was three days ago, and now he's going to the mikvah. So what? It still suffices. Say it? Alright. So... What we've what we've just done is like this. The Gemara asks a shaila: Maybe the machlokes of of hutra or dechuya is the same machlokes as to one you sprinkle? Answers the Gemara: No. The machlokes of sprinkling has nothing to do with to, with hutra and dechuya. Rather, it has to do with whether you hold that the mikveh must be done the same day as the sprinkling or not. Rav Meir says that there's a mitzvah to do pesmana. Therefore, therefore you do the sprinkling bamash every single day. In this way, everything's bisman, everything's in its proper time, and Rabbi Yassi will argue on that halacha. The two achlaik'sim, nothing to do with each other. Okay, says the Gemara, one second. According to this, Rabbi Yassi says, you sprinkle on day three and day seven. Why? Because, at least you're covering your bases. He might not go to the mikveh on the exact day he needed to be sprinkled. Says the Gemara, one second, the sabar of Rabbi Yaisi, Rabbi holds, we don't say, a person has a temporary tattoo or a kid in school. You ever do this when you're in school? Yeah, you start writing on your hand notes to your friend. Yeah, right? These people write on their skin. They, they write things. So a person has Hashem's name written on his skin. Are you allowed to shower? Are you allowed to go to the mikveh? You're erasing Hashem's name. Says the Bryson. You're not allowed to take a bath. You're not allowed to smear oil on yourself. You can't stand near a smelly garbage or a smelly bathroom because you're not allowed to bring a Dvarim Shabbakadusha near a bathroom. But if let's say there's a Tvila Mitzvah, there's a Chiyav to go to the Mikvah, then what do you do? Then, you're allowed to go to the mikveh. However, the Tanakhama says, gemi You cover it over with a gemi, with a reed, to cover it up. You protect it from being erased. And you go into the mikveh, and you did whatever you got to do. If it ends up getting erased a little, all right, I, I did my hishtablus. It's fine. As long as it was a tefillah shal mitzvah, an obligatory uh, immersion. a Yassi he says, You don't need to cover yourself up. You don't you need to cover up Hashem's name with a reed. If you have a chiyav to go to the mikveh, you go to the mikvah. You can't rub the area of the skin where Hashem's name is on. If it comes off by itself, it comes off by itself. You can't purposefully, you can't purposefully erase it. The Kaimalon, and we said, we established the tefillah mitzvah kamiflagi. That this Machoikas is, is as to whether tvilah Bizmana um, is a Chiyab. The, the Kama says we don't say Tvila Bizmana is a mitzvah. And therefore, you know what we're going to say? If you don't go to the mikvah at this particular moment, so what? You have Hashem's name on your body, go find yourself a bandage, go cover yourself up. Ah, it might take you a little longer to do the mitzvah. Maybe you'll make it later tonight. Maybe you'll go tomorrow night. So what? Tfilah bezmana lav mitzvahhi. So you have no right to erase Hashem's name. And Rabbi Yissey Rabbi who says you go into the mikvah right away. You don't need to start uh, driving yourself nuts. Rabbi Yissey says, "I'm reading tfilah mitzvah." He says we do hold tfilah bezmana is a mitzvah, and therefore we're not. That's why he says, "Don't go get a blade of grass. Don't go get a reed." You have a chiev, if, if it's already your time to go into the mikvah, it's a mitzvah. Go in, go in. No, you don't wait when there's a mitzvah. Mitzvah al tach mitzvah. Yeah, don't let it become chametz. And as I've quoted from my smart aleck nephew, uh, who told my sister when she asked him to come inside for dinner, and he said he's coming, and he didn't. She went back outside 15 minutes later. She said, "You told me you're coming." He says, "He says it." He says, Altach Mitzana. Every time you ask me to do, he's an Israeli kid. He tells, he tells my sister, anytime you tell me to do something, I have 18 minutes before I listen to you. Because you're not allowed to let your mitzvah turn into Chametz. So since Chametz is 18 minutes, I, every time I, my mother tells me something, I've got 18 minutes. Yeah? Okay, that's his Chab. Fine. But Habyasi says, you have to, you know, you have to. What is it? Yeah? The kayach of, uh, of leniency is stronger. You have to know more, you know. Rabbi Yisi says, we say Tvila Bizmana is a mitzvah. Now, here's the problem. Previously, we say, what's the Shitas Rabbi Yisi Tvila Bizmana Lav mitzvah? There's no chield to go to the mikvah Bizmana. And according now, we see that it's not possible Rabbi Yisi holds that if by, the, if by Hashem's name written on the body, he says, you're not allowed to push it off. It must be he's makbid on the Zman. Ah, uh, I get the kasha. Says the Gemara, you're right. Therefore, the original machlekas between tanayim concerning the sprinkling can no longer be based around whether tefillah b'zmanah mitzvah or not. So we now have to reconcile this. It says the Gemara like this. Ella, rather, what's the machlekas about how often you sprinkle? Ella, dekuli, alma, lahani, tanayim, mitzvah. Everybody agrees tefillah b'zmanah is a mitzvah. Correct. And the Makhlech is about when to sprinkle is over the following dispute. The mayor says we are makish. We compare haza'a to The sprinkling and the going to the mikvah are at a set time. Okay? Memela, It's going to come out that the same way, the same way, a regular tummy mace Gets sprinkled with the ashes of the Paraduma on day three and day seven. That's what we're trying to do. We're trying to why are we sprinkling him every day, because there's a concern that before he separated himself, he may have touched the top. He may have touched the mace. He may have become tummy mace. And maybe day one is day three. Maybe day one of the separation is really his third day of tuma. Or maybe day two was his third day of tuma. Or maybe day three is it. Th- and maybe the other day, or maybe the first day is the seventh day of tuma. We don't know. And therefore, we're just covering our bases. To assure that, every, that the, these two halaches are going hand in hand. Rabbi says, No, you don't compare the sprinkling to, the going, to, uh, to going to the mikvah. There's no mitzvah to do the sprinkling at a set time. All you need to do is, says Rabbi Yisi, sprinkle him on day three, sprinkle him on day seven. And if it ends up not being day three and day seven, it's aychid git. It's also. Good. Okay. Period. Okay. So that is the explanation of why Rameer and Herbesi argue, going back to the original part of our Gemara, why they argue as far as how often we sprinkle the Kayan God. Rameer said every day. Herbesi said only on day three and day seven. Okay? Now, there was a third opinion. The third opinion was. Rabbi Chanina Sagan HaKehanim, who said, I agree with Rabbi Meir by the Paraduma Kohen, that you get sprinkled every day, but I agree with Rabbi B'Yaisi by the Cohen Gadol before Yom Kippur, that it's only day three and day seven, okay? So where is he coming from? Says the Gemara Azai. Rabbi Chanina Sagan what about Chanina Sagan If you compare Aza to if you look Nami, so then even a Kohen uh, Gadol before Yom Kippur should have Azot every day just like the uh, Kohen of the Paraduma. Duma. Makish is and if he doesn't, I feel the Kohen as a Paranami So, in other words, who are you following? Are you following Ramey following Rabbi Because otherwise, your opinion is a contradiction. Says the Gemara, Lo'ilamey, Lo'il Makish. Really, Rabbi Chanin as says, Lo'il Makish, which is like the opinion of Rabbi You don't compare the sprinkling to the Taivling. The Kohen as a Paranami, Lo'ilamey. But the one who, sorry, if, it's just, if it doesn't go hand in hand, the sprinkling on the mikveh, why are you sprinkling the, the paradum every day? That's a chumru. We want to be machmir on the, uh, the, uh, the kain of the paraduma. Now why? Why would we be more machmir on the ashes of the paraduma, the kain who did the paraduma, than the kain gadol before Yom Kippur? By being more strict on one, not the other. It's the answer is like this. This goes back to what we learned a few days ago. And that is, by the ashes of the Paraduma, remember, we purposely made the Kohen a Tvul Yom. We purposely made him Tameh to go against the tzedukim, right? So to counterbalance this tuma, we went to extreme measures to always make sure there's Tara for everything else. This way, people don't start getting confused, saying, yeah, it's no biggie, no big deal if the Paraduma has tuma." No, it is a big deal. Ah, you made him a, you made him a tivoli. Okay, that's because of the Tzadukim. But that's why it makes more sense why we're going to be more mahmir on the Paraduma than we will with the Kayin Gadol. Period. Okay. End of that discussion. Here we go. Says the Gemara, a new hadotan Who does the following Braisa follow? There is no difference between the Kohen who burns the Parah Adumah, the and, and the Kohen Gadol on Yom Kippur, they all have the same halucha, they have the same halacha, both. Ella, What's the one difference type of Omid Beis? The Kohen Gadol does it for Kiddush, Separate separates himself from Kiddush, and other Kiddush are still permitted to go near him, to touch him okay but like we learned we learned previously there's no concern of a tammay mez people coming into his room touching him there's no problem whatsoever the reason why he, se- he separates himself is to get ready for Yom Kippur vizeh and the other kayan of the paraduma why is he separating himself not for meditation and preparation for Yom Kippur vizeh shows him the tired. the reason why we're separating him for seven days is because we're concerned about tuma and therefore, no other Kayan is allowed to touch it. Come on, who is the author of this statement? I Meir, I It's got to be either Reb Meir or Reb Yaisi. Why? According to he says, "I'll tell you the difference between between uh, uh, the kohen of the Paraduma and the in Kippur. One gets sprinkled seven days, and one gets sprinkled day three and day seven. In other words, like this. This is the whole, is the whole point. There's a b'risa which states the Kohen of the Paraduma and the Kohen Gadol of Yom Kippur have exact same halachos with the following exceptions which are why they separate and who they're permitted to touch. There's no other difference. One second. According to Rabbi Mayer. That you sprinkle for seven days on the Kangalum of Yom Kippur and you sprinkle for seven days for the Paraduma. Is there any difference between Yom Kippur and the Paraduma? No. So this b'risa makes a lot of sense. The only difference is concerning whether somebody's let to it touch him. According to Yaisi, that they both sprinkle day three and day seven. Does it make sense to say that the only difference is about whether touching? Yeah, that also makes sense. But according to Khriz Gadakahan, who says that the kain of the Paraduma sprinkles seven days, and the kain of Yom Kiv, uh, the kain of Yom sprinkles day three and day seven? How can you say that the only difference between the two is why they separate and whether people could touch them? No, there's another difference according to Rav Chanina. How often you sprinkle, and we didn't list that. It must be he's not the author of our Period. Okay. Now the Gemara is going to get into the logic. Of the tremendous amount of sprinklings, <laughs> let's say uh, the opinion of Rabbi Mayer that you got to sprinkle all seven days. Where's this Humra coming from? What's the what's the background that led to this opinion? Okay, so here we go. Any th- this is uh, this is going back to so any questions before we go back. Maasekha for Rabbi Yisroel Chadina. Rabbi says, <laughs> It makes sense to sprinkle the Kayin Gadol on the first day. Because it might be his third day of toma. Again, every tummy mace gets sprinkled on day three and day seven. Shani. Why would we sprinkle him on the second day? Shema Shlishi, That also maybe it's his third day of toma. We don't know. Shlishi. Why do you sprinkle him on the third day? Shema Shlishi, Maybe it's his third day since touching toma mace. Okay, very nice. Chamishi, remember we're skipping Ravid right now. We're skipping Ravi. Chamishi, why would you do the Avaida on Chamishi? Shamashvi, maybe it's the seventh day since he touched him. Shishi, why would you sprinkle him on the sixth day after potentially becoming Tomei? Uh, Sixth day of separation. Shema Shvi. Because maybe it's the seventh day. Shvi. And you sprinkle on the seventh day. Shemba Shvi. Because maybe it's the seventh day. Now keep in mind, what day did we skip? Ravi. We don't know why we're sprinkling him on Ravi. Says the gabara why? Listen to this. Ella Raviyyi. But on day number four of the Kayan separating himself. Lom Ali Why in the world are you sprinkling him? Think about it. There's no chance this is his third day. Right? Because he's already up to day four of separation. He did not become tummy once he's in the of mikdash So this is not his third day. Nor can it be his seventh day. Why not? Why can't it be its seventh day? Because day seven has to be four days... After you're sprinkling on Yomashishi. Okay? Now, if you sprinkle on day four, follow. Follow the math. It's beautiful. If I sprinkle on day four, because I'm considering that to be his day seven, let's work backwards. That means his third day of separation was day six of Tumah. If day four of separation, we're assuming is his seventh day of Tumah, follow me. Okay, That means day three of his separation was his potential sixth day of trouble. Which means day two of his separation was five. Which means day one of his separation was four. Which means I never sprinkled him on day three. So why are you sprinkling him on day four? You missed your third day sprinkling. If you're going to sprinkle him on fourth day, it's certainly not day three. And it can't count as day seven because you didn't sprinkle him before he went into his separation. Very gishmak. Says the Gemara like a good Jew. Instead of answering, we're going to ask a question. Yeah? Ultamech. Oh, yeah? You think I had a good kash about day four? According to you, haza kosheva mi'ika. How is it, Shayich? How is it possible to sprinkle all seven days anyway? How is such a thing possible? alone, but we established the hazar shavus. Sprinkling is a shavus. Is midra midrabanon the enoy doiche esa and it is not doiche Shabbos. Now the halacha is, you're not allowed to do sprinkling on Shabbos because it's considered misaking. You're not allowed to put a finishing touch on something, and the same way a person who's not fit to eat, right when the, when the well, when they're in a state of tumma or in a vessel that's tumay is not fit to use. Now that I'm sprinkling it, it's going to make it fit. You're not allowed to make something fit to be used on Shabbos. So elamayus So what are you going to say? Shivala bar Shabbos, that when we say sprinkle all... No, the Gemara shai is... One second, before I a- answer you about day four, let me ask you a question. How can you ever sprinkle all seven days if you never let to sprinkle on Shabbos? Every seven days automatically has a Shabbos. All right? You can't skip Shabbos. So, what are you going to tell me? Shivala bar Shabbos, it means seven days besides for Shabbos. It's not literal. It means six days of the week. It's all the same thing. Shiva. bar Maybe when a says all seven days, he means excluding the fourth day. Okay? In other words, instead of giving a good answer to why you're sprinkling on day four, the Gemara is just saying, listen, either way you're stuck, explaining shitas or We're going to be forced to say that there's one day out of the seven days that there ain't going to be no sprinkling. So... The same way we know there's not going to be sprinkling on Shabbos, we could say that that one day missing is the fourth day. Amar Rava, Rav says, according to this discussion, he says, Hilkach, therefore, Kohen Gadol when the Kohen Gadol separates himself before Yom Kippur, Deloi b'didon talya milsa, Ella b'kviyah di'archa talya milsa, the Kohen Gadol separating himself, what's that dependent on? Whenever seven days prior to Yom Kippur falls out, whatever day of the month that is, right? We know Yom Kippur falls out on Yod Tishrei. So, seven days prior. Now, when is Gimel Tishrei? When is that? Two days after Rosh Hashanah. When is Rosh Hashanah? When Bezdin says it's Rosh Hashanah, when the court establishes a new month, now it's the month of Tishrei, so Be- Bezdin established. So, betflosa Bet Tishrei Frush he's going to have to separate himself on the third day of Tishrei, right? If you separate yourself on Gimel. So now he can go up until Yud. Gimel, Dalet, Hey, Vav, Zion, Chastes. Yud is ready on Kippur. So he's going to, have to separate himself on day three, and he's going to have seven days of separation. And that's no matter what. Same. Now, Avokoyin, I'm sorry if it's but when the Kohen is sent... To be in charge of burning the ashes of the paraduma, to be Don talya milsa. That's not dependent on a month. That's not dependent on a day of the month. You know what? That's dependent on us. When do you have to burn the ashes of the paraduma? Whenever you want. There's no set date. When they started getting low on the ashes or whatever it was, because like Baruch who would send along another paraduma, right? And it would be oh big greisazach, uh, a whole thing, and they would uh, we'd restock on the ashes. Doesn't need to be done at a set time. Here's what we're gonna do. labor We're gonna start the Kohen of the Paraduma. We're gonna start separating him on the fourth day of the week on Wednesday. so that the be so that the fourth day falls out on Shabbos. Listen to this. Is You're not allowed to sprinkle the kohen on Shabbos. Why? Masaking, right? It's like this: if you, st- if, if we could choose when to start separating the Kohen, you should always choose Wednesday. Why? Wednesday, day one; Thursday, day two; Friday, day three. Is there any point on sprinkling on the fourth day? No. So always make sure that day number four matches up on to Shabbos that you can't sprinkle anyway, and this way you don't lose out on a day of sprinkling. And then day five is Sunday, day six is Monday, seven is Tuesday, and he's ready to go by Wednesday. All right? So all the Gemara is pointing out, all Rava is stating, we're sticking to this. We're sticking to it. That when Rav Meir says, you got to separate for seven days and sprinkle every day, there's exceptions to the seven days. Day four, you don't need a sprinkle, and Shabbos, you don't need a sprinkle, which means usually we're only going to sprinkle him on five days it. However, Rava points out that when it comes to Paraduba, it's not dependent on the date of the month, and you can do it any time. It's Kedai, it's worthwhile to make sure to separate him on Wednesday. This way, you get in as many sprinkling days as possible. And why do we want as many sprinklings as possible? Because there's a greater chance of negating any sort of tuma. Period. End of that Gemara. Okay. One short... Last little piece of Gemara, very interesting piece of Gemara, and we will hold it here. We're, going to, we're at the two dots right now, toward the bottom of Chesom and Beis. We're going to stop three lines from the bottom when we get to Tenan Hasm, because that starts a brand new sugya, okay? A brand new, a uh, 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 little bit of a new discussion. So here we go. Let's uh, let's cover the next five six lines. Where did the Kain Gadol go to in the Beis Hamikdash? So the Mishnah taught us. He went lelishkas palhedrin to the palhedrin room. Now listen to this—a beautiful, beautiful gemara, beautiful gemara. That's a gemara like this. Tanya, we learned in a braise. This is very nageya to this week's parsha, parsha Zachary. Rabbi Yehuda, what's the base? Amar Rabbi Yehuda says the Masarim Sashas. Amar Rabbi Yehuda. Rabbi Yehuda says the chilishkas palhedrin ha'isa. Did the Kohen Gadol live in the Palhedrin room? Now, the Palhedrin means the one who is appointed. Ask the Gemara, was that the name of the room? No, it actually wasn't. This was actually the room of, Rashi says, the noblemen, the smart people. Okay? People who. Uh, not only smart, Rosh says it could, be, uh, it could be wealth, it could be people who had, uh, you know, were, were, were uh, in what we'll call it the nobility. Okay? The noblemen of Klal It was called the Lishkas Bilvati, It was the room of the noblemen. So why did our Mishnah say that it's called the Lishkas Palhedra? Says the Gemara, listen to this. El Abitkila, originally, it used to be called the room of the noblemen. Umitoch she no alav mam and l'kahuna, but Nebuch, if you learn through the history, particularly of the second base hamikdash, when the position of kohen gadol became a status symbol, and people would pay the Roman government to get the job of being kohen gadol, these kahanim gadolim were not noblemen. They were not worthy people. They were people who had connections. They were politicians. And now, this room is no longer called the Lishkas the Bilvati because the Gahanim G'daydem were not noblemen. They weren't Tamidei Chachamim. They weren't real leaders. And that room needed to be changed every year. Because there was a new kind goggle of coming in. They would die every Yom Kippur. Because they'd go into the Kaydash HaKadoshim. It got to a point where they were tying strings to the feet of the Kahanim gedolim, because they knew they are going to have to yank the guy out. There's no other way to get in there, <laughs> right? So they were tired. I Why did Kayin goggle go in? Because he, he felt he's a Christ am I'm Tzavik. I'm the one who's going to be uh, the fit Kayin of, Yeah. It turned out there was a new Kayin goggle of going into this room every year. And therefore, so what if it changed every year? The king used to appoint people to different positions annually. And therefore, it became known as the annual award. <laughs> it's, like, it's, like, it's like the annual change room. Yeah, oh, there's a new resident this year. A new resident. This that's called Lishkas Palhedrin is a bad thing. It's, it's, a, it's a sign of the, of the you know, where Kla Yisrael of the times was holding. The therefore, how Pal therefore it was called the Lishkas Pal Hedrin. Okay? And um, now that we discussed the Lishkas the uh, Par Hedrin, the Gemara is going to quote another Mishnah concerning Lishkas Pal which is going to take us into the Sugya of Trumas and and Be'ezes Hashem. We'll introduce the new Sugya and the new Daf tomorrow at six twenty five. Have a wonderful, wonderful evening.